Hey, top of the day to you. It's Saturday morning, April the 2nd. Did you have a good April Fool's Day? Any any jokes pulled on you? <laughs> I, uh, many, many years ago, I was listening to a uh, radio station. On April Fool's Day, I was in my teens, man, so you got to give me a break here. And back then, there were still a couple of drive-in theaters around. And the rock radio station... I was listening to, I was a kid, I still like classic rock, some of this new stuff I don't care for too much, but uh, the rock radio station said, hey, swing by their competitor's radio station to get a bumper sticker, well, it wasn't really a competitor, direct competitor, it was a uh, country and western station, <laughs> and uh I thought, well, that's weird. Why would the country and western station be giving out bumper stickers for the rock station? But anyway, yeah, I did that. <laughs> then it dawned on me, it's April Fool's. And there was no uh, movie. There was, you should have saw the look I got on the face, uh, the face of the person when I walked in and asked for a radio station bumper sticker from another radio station. Oh, how... Times have changed. <laughs> We've gotten wiser over the years. It's Saturday, April 2nd. This is the FBTV video podcast. We're you streaming, you streaming, you tuning, live streaming, <laughs> live streaming on YouTube. Uh, this podcast, you can see it. Uh, we do it every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, we'll take the topic, and the topic today, every Saturday morning, it's Q&A Day, and we got quite a few questions in here today. If you've got a question for a Q&A Day, Saturday morning podcast, you like answered, well, let us know. You can leave a comment down below uh, if you're watching this live stream, obviously. You can email me, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. There's forms on our website. You'll find our website at freightbrokertv.com. And you can even Skype us, FBTV, just do a search for FBTV. Been raining all morning. A buddy of mine, my neighbor next door, he, he does a lot of fishing. He's in a tournament this morning down at uh, a place called Sardis Lake. Eh, it's about an hour and a half, two hours from here where I'm at. 72 miles, but you got to go all back roads pretty much. Not a lot of, no, no interstate, but... Uh, Anyway, I'm sure he's getting wet, thinking about driving down there a little bit later, watch the weigh-in. But anyway, that's later on this afternoon. Uh, Q&A day. We, we do that uh, every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Try to, anyway. Most Saturday mornings. Uh, your questions, our answers, we're going to be talking about other things, too. Also, Wednesday, uh, be looking for our podcast that we post you'll find it on your favorite podcasting app as well as uh, this live stream uh, video podcast we'll take the audio and we will put it up as well so it will be available on your favorite podcasting app too just in case you missed the live stream now for those of you that enjoyed the video well we are going to edit out the topics the Q&A part of uh, this live stream and we will create its own standalone video for YouTube. 
Okay. And we'll have that posted here next day or two. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about this uh, until May. CPSA Road Check 72-hour blitz coming up next month, folks. May 17th through 19th. Heed my advice. Go home. <laughs> Take three days off. That's the three days off that uh, save you a lot of headache. But you know that. Fuel prices down a little bit this week. Yeah, I saw on the news that uh, Biden, I mean, every little bit helps, but uh, you're talking about a country that uses 20 million a day, 20 million gallons. He's let it be known that he's going to uh, release 1 million gallons a day for the next six months. And yeah, that's going to help, but he has no idea how, how it's going to help in the price of fuel. We just have to wait and see. But I, you know, anything's better than what we're having to do now. Anything. I told you the other day, I filled up my boat uh, last weekend, week before. Boat and my truck, my pickup. Neither one of them were empty. Still cost me almost 130 bucks. It's expensive out there. Okay, today's impossible question. Here we go. People who make over $75,000 a year typically have four or more of these. The answer kind of uh, threw me. I wasn't expecting this answer. People who make over $75,000 a year typically have four or more of these. Four or more. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that answer if I remember. FMCSA drops uh, mandate that drivers report traffic violations to their employers. I don't know when I was driving, if you got a ticket or something like that, yeah, you had to uh, let the company you were driving for know. FMCSA has amended its regulations to eliminate a requirement that interstate commercial motor vehicle drivers annually prepare, I didn't know that, annually prepare and submit to their employers a list of their convictions for traffic violations and ordinances. Now, seems like when I was driving, we would, uh, you know, just we could verbally tell them, or maybe I was doing it wrong. Wouldn't surprise me. Agency said it uh, withdrew the requirement because it is largely duplicative of a separate mandate. The government being duplicative? No. <laughs> of a separate mandate that requires each motor carrier to make a motor vehicle records inquiry for each driver and employees from every state in which the driver holds or has held a CMV operator's license or permit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but did they change the law saying you could have more than one CDL? Don't think so. I think I would have heard about that. Anyway, this requirement, which does not require checks for parking violations, will remain in effect, the agency said, effective May 9th. That's my mom's birthday. Uh, the FMCSA has added a requirement for carriers to also annually check traffic violations for drivers licensed by a foreign authority rather than by a state so if you're employing out of country drivers well, I guess I, I don't know I guess you gotta contact that country's DMV or something to each driver's licensing authority where a driver holds or has held a CMV operator's license or permit 
This change requires motor carriers to request MBRs from Canadian and Mexican driver's licensing authorities. Ah, so just Mexican and Canadian. Carriers also must retain certification of no violations in a driver's qualification file. Now, if you are an owner-operator that has drivers, keep, you know, pay attention to that. The carrier also must retain certification of no violations in a driver's qualification file. So it's not enough you check. If somebody comes knocking at your door, you're going to have to prove. All right? Hey, it's the DOT. Matter of fact, if you are a new trucking company, you can expect to be a, you can expect a visit of the DOT, a compliance visits twice in the first 18 months. First time they come in and tell you how they want it done. Second time they start giving tickets. Unless you really got it screwed up the first time. Anyway, the agency said it also amends the final rule to require a motor carrier to make an inquiry to each driver's licensing authority where the driver holds or has held a motor vehicle operator's license or permit during the preceding three years to obtain the driver's motor vehicle records when a carrier is hiring a driver. Phew. FMCSA changes the application for employment rule to require each driver to provide on the employment application the issuing driver's license authority of each, uh, again, of each unexpired CMV's operator's license or permit that has been issued to the driver. Again, isn't that the CDL? You can have more than one? I don't think so. All right, we talked a minute ago about the uh, CVSA road check coming up May 17th through 19th. Well, Operation Safe Driver Week going to be uh, coming up a couple of weeks after that, July 10th through 16th. What would that be, about three weeks later? Operation Safe Driver Week 2022 is scheduled for July 10th through 16th. The Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance announced uh, the other day during the heightened uh, enforcement operational enforcement will be issuing warnings and citations to commercial ve- motor vehicles and passenger passenger vehicle drivers engaging in unsafe driving behaviors, things they should be doing anyway, but they're just letting us know they're really going to be cracking down on it July 10th through 16th. Speeding, distracted driving, following too close, improper lane change, drunk or drug driving. You know, also I kind of expect... Uh, Left lane usage. Had to go over to uh, Oklahoma yesterday to get some work done on my truck. My truck's backup camera. Well, when I put my boat in the shop last uh, last summer, they had it for about a, a month, lower unit. And uh, my camera, my backup camera on my truck, it was like, uh, I could swear it was clear as a bell. I mean, just clear as a bell. But when I got my boat back, went to hook up, it seemed out of focus, blurry, fuzzy, just different. Well, I called the dealership, and they said, bring it in. They'd look. And uh, the guy said, look, I, you know, I checked some of the ones on the lot, and they're all the, pretty much the same. I go, okay, maybe it's just me. Didn't think it was, but, you know, it is what it is. Well, I, a couple of weeks ago, I get a call from the dealership saying, hey, my part's in. I go, what part? The part for your camera. <laughs> I didn't know I was getting a part. 
But anyway, he scheduled me in. I took it in yesterday. They put in a new camera, backup camera. And quite honestly, it, it seems worse than it was with the other backup camera. Maybe not. Maybe it's just me. But this time, they even noticed it. Now they're contacting uh, GM or Chevrolet, whoever, to find out what to do next because they're lost. You know, they replaced the camera. The 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 the, the screen is still fuzzy and just out of focus or whatever. So I don't know. Anyway, if if any of y'all have a, uh, I got a Chevrolet. Uh, what is it? C seventy one Trail Boss. If any of y'all have been, uh, if you got the same type truck, having issues with your backup camera, let me know. I'd like to know what's going on with your same thing. Did you get it fixed? If you did, what was it? And you can email me. Email me. What? Well, uh, email me at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. All right. All right. What is? Uh, what else is going on? Well, spot rates, flatbeds are up. We talked about that, that uh, on Wednesday. Fuels down for the most part but not really it's still too high not like it was a short 15 16 months ago and you know while we're talking about that uh, i told you pisaki or whatever her name is the uh person holds those press conferences press secretary i guess would be your title i told you uh, a few weeks ago look for her to be leaving uh, just so much of I don't know how she does it. I don't know how anybody could do that job. Get out there and just what well, that the one that was filling in for her the other day. They got busted, lying. The way I understand, I don't know the whole story, but but uh, Saki Pisaki or however you pronounce her name. Yep, looks like she's gonna be leaving next month, going to MSN, and she would not answer any questions about it yesterday. Having a birthday today? Well, you're in pretty good company, Walter Chrysler was born on this date back in 1875. Chrysler. Yeah. Connect the dots. <laughs> Buddy Epson. Holy smoke. He was born on this date back in 1908. Beverly Hillbillies, Barnaby Jones. He's been on a lot of stuff. Obi-Wan Kenobi from Star Wars. Sir uh, Alec Guinness was born on this date back in 1914. Jack Webb. Dun, dun, dun. Sergeant Show Friday from Dragnet. Now, he was born on this day back in 1920. Uh, a pretty talented guy. I mean, you know, he was who he was, man. He really liked the uh, LAPD. But whenever he walked, well, I mean, he was straight, and those shoulders were square, and uh, Officer Joe Gannon, uh, what was his name, went on to play uh, Colonel Potter in M.A.S.H. Just totally opposites. You know, yeah, I, I used to, I remember watching going, you think they get along in real life? Because he seems, you know, uh, Jack Webb was just staunch, man. Starch, head to toe, and uh, and uh, uh, Gannon, Harry Morgan, that was his name. Harry Morgan just seemed like he could be a cut-up. And then some of the old movies I watched with Harry Morgan, he was. He was a good actor. Then you saw him in MASH. But Linda Hunt, okay, if you don't know who she is, look up the name. Google it. NCI, uh, NCIS Los Angeles, she plays solo. Been in a lot of stuff. She's really fun to watch. She's, 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 she's good. 
I don't want to say comedic, but I, I love seeing her do comedic stuff. She's just a straight kind of comedic. I don't know. You just have to see. Okay, today in history, back uh, way back in history, 1792, <laughs> Congress said, okay, U.S. Mint, you can start stamping coins. They established coin denominations. So I guess this is when the first penny, you don't see a lot, well, I guess you do see a lot of pennies. But uh, that, that's where it started, 1792. Oh, number two came around in 1827 for the first time. You know what I'm talking about? Number two, pencil. Lead pencils manufactured by Joseph Thickson for the first time, the state back in 1827. 1954, plans to build Disneyland are announced. Boy, they're, they're in some hot water down there, aren't they? <laughs> okay, in 1958, the NACA, NACA, NACA is renamed to NASA, NASA. I didn't even know what, I didn't, I did not know them. Always been uh, NASA to me. And while we're on the subject, 10 years later, the state back in 1968, 2001, a space odyssey opened in theaters. And who shot JR? Well, not on this date, back in 77, but uh, Dallas premiered tonight, 1977. What is that, 45 years ago? On CBS TV. While we're on the subject of TV, you might want to know this. ABC has renewed The Rookie, The Good Doctor. CBS renews NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, and NCIS Hawaii. So if you're fans of those shows, you're good to go. Dr. Oz, a candidate for U.S. Senator and host for the long-running Dr. Oz show, was fired. <laughs> I already got a letter asking for his resignation. From the uh, President's Council on Physical Fitness. Fitness. Remember that in school? You get those little, you know, you do the physical fitness test and get the little patches or whatever. Did that start with President Kennedy? Seems like. Way back when. Anyway, the Biden administration informed Dr. Oz in a second letter. Number one was asking for his res resignation. But the second letter from the White House told him he was fired. You're fired. And the reason was because it is customary to replace the council with members who share the president's priorities. Obviously, Dr. Oz does, uh, you know, his priorities of lower inflation and lower fuel prices don't match that of Biden's. The only thing I can figure. <laughs> All right. Q&A day. Q&A day here at uh, FBTV. Video podcast. Streaming live on YouTube this morning. We do it every Saturday morning. My name is Mike. I'm your host. I'm also the lead consultant at Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. If you're wondering what or who or where Taltoa is, well, Taltoa, you can find it at Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. We are a transportation and logistics training and consulting firm focused uh, on helping freight brokers, freight broker agents, uh, trucking companies and such uh, 
Well, we consult to help freight brokers get their brokerages started. If you're wanting to start a career in transportation as a freight broker agent, we can help you get started doing that. We have uh, several different packages you can choose from. Matter of fact, maybe you've been a freight broker in the past, and now you're thinking about, hey, it'd be a good time to get back into it. But you're looking for something to uh, maybe you don't need the full 10 yards, so to speak, 9 yards, so to speak. But you'd like to uh, be able to get in there and maybe go over all the material, kind of a self-study thing without the need for placement or whatever. Well, we got a self-study program, too. It starts at 295 You can check that out. But we do have packages available that provide live or slash on-demand in-depth training. Now, the live and the on-demand are pretty much identical, except one is live, the other is on-demand, meaning it's same information, same training, same homework, same everything. It's just with the live, you have an opportunity to ask questions while you're right there uh, going through the training session. If you're doing the on-demand, well, you write the question down. Then you uh, contact your assigned consultant, either email or call, and they can answer whatever question you may have. You're going to get hands-on with the different tools, programs, software that you'll be using when you begin your broker operation. In addition to that, if you want to start out as a freight broker agent, you have the opportunity to do so because uh, our packages, our live training and consulting packages, include guaranteed placement into our mentorship program. Once you complete the training, that allows you to start your broker operation as a freight broker agent through us under a licensed broker. Our licensed brokers are sister company, obviously, Tatoa Logistics. You're going to be working under their license, but it gives you the opportunity to begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent. And, yeah, you do have the opportunity to earn money as well. Our standard commission for a freight broker agent is 60% of net. So uh, net is the difference between what the customer paid to move the load and what you paid the truck. If you had, had a, a load and the customer was paying 2000 and you found a truck and agreed to pay them 16 the net would be 400 your commission, 60% of that 400 so you would have made $240 on that load. Matter of fact, we got a Q&A talking about commissions here in a minute. But the purpose of the mentorship program, you have to understand, you know, building a successful freight brokerage is not something you do overnight. You don't start brokering tomorrow and start making money next week. It's a process. It's a process of building your customer base, working the loads, learning the loads, building a carrier following, working with trucking companies. These pieces have to fall into place. But once they do, life gets pretty, pretty nice. But anyway... Yeah, there are agents out there making six-digit incomes. Don't think you're going to start doing that your first year. But the opportunity is there. The way I look at it, if that guy can make six-digit income doing what I'm doing, why can't I? But anyway, your mentorship program is designed to allow you to uh, the benefit of uh, being able to start your broker operation. Have us help you as far as overseeing what you're doing, making sure you're crossing the T's, dotting the I's and such. 
gives you the opportunity to start building that customer base, gaining experience, so you can move on to either start your own brokerage or maybe move on and you, you want to contract to another broker direct. You're able to do that as well because you have experience. You have a book of business by that point. Anyway, check out our website, taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. If uh, you have questions about any of the packages or any of our services, call me. Be happy to talk to you. 479-668-0838. All right, Q&A day. We do it every Saturday morning here on the FBTV video podcast that we stream live on YouTube. Larry writes, he wants to know, hey, is being a freight broker a lucrative business? Well, it can be, obviously. Is being a barber a lucrative business? Is being a tire shop a lucrative business? Is being a car salesman or a car lot? They all can be. It depends on your work, what you do, what you put into it. You know, understand it's your business. Yes, it can be lucrative. Just like I said, agents, broker agents. There are broker agents out there that are making six-digit incomes. Okay, let's say you're the broker and you got agents. And let's say those agents are on a 60% contract like I was talking about a moment ago. That's standard in the industry. You might find some companies that, you know, have a little bit higher contract. Some may be a little bit less. But I will tell you this. If anybody's offering a 40% contract, uh, that's... Uh, pretty much, probably, you're, you're contracting to work as a sub-agent under a broker agent. It's legal, nothing wrong with it, but what it is, the broker agent that has contracted you to their agency, they're making 20% override over what you do. Okay, so keep that in mind. Uh, they're making 60%, they're paying you 40 of that 60. That makes sense. Anyway, Uh but of course, it's, you know, okay, if you've got agents, let's say you've got 10 agents. You're the broker and you've got 10 agents. You're paying these agents 60%. Let's say each one of those agents, on average, are doing $2,000 a week in net. Okay, $2,000 a week, 60%, you're paying them 1200 So you're making $800 profit per agent if you're the broker. If you've got 10 agents, well, multiply that 800 by 10. You see what I mean? Yes, it can be a lucrative business. Now, some of you may, well, that's that's a lot of money for her. Yes, it is. You know, $8,000 a week off, you know, the uh, agent's work. And, and But the the broker is providing, uh, providing everything, you know, as far as that goes. The uh, back office, they're, they're billing the customer. They're, they're paying the truck. They're supporting you. They're uh, paying for the insurances for their brokerage. Uh, they're paying for the bond, uh, the $75,000 bond. They are keeping their authority, providing that, letting you work under their license. So you're ma- And they're giving you more than half of the profit on every load. Yes, that's very fair, you know, so keep that in mind. But, Larry, I hope that kind of answers your question. Doing the right thing, that's not a stupid question by any means. As a matter of fact, I tell all my clients there are no stupid questions. The only stupid question is the one that's not asked, and the one that's not asked is usually the one that comes back and bites you, costs you money. Okay, up next, Daryl. <clears throat> he said he wanted to have freight broker agents. 
is there a standard contract and also is 35% profit a good salary for agents? Well, I assume you're talking about 35% commission. Of course not. That's terrible. Standard, 60%. You know, I've I've talked to people that have this same ideology. 30, you know, 60%, that's nuts. That's, that's, you know, that's way I'm not paying some, you know, you're not going to get any agents, or at least you're not going to get any agents that are going to be loyal to you and stay with you. Why should they? Yeah, you may get a new agent. They'll come in and work for you at 35%, get experience, build their book of business, and, uh, they may be pretty happy while they're with you until they find out that you make 60, 65, 70%, whatever, someplace else. Then they're gone. They will be gone. 35% is way too low. 50% would be the bottom line. 50. If you're the broker. All right. 50%. Now, if you are a broker agent and you're wanting to add subagents, you have 40%. But like I said a moment ago, you know, you're getting 20% override. So if you had a, let's say you had a $100 net, just using easy numbers. Okay, you as the broker agent would be paid your 60%, which would be 60 bucks. Well, if you had a sub-agent and they were on a, you, you agreed to pay them 40%, they would make 40% of that 100, not 40% of your 60, 40% of the 100, 40% of net. So they would make $40. You would pay them 40 so you're you're uh, you would you would earn twenty dollars your your override. See what I mean? You would earn that extra twenty that would go in your pocket. Okay, John uh, sent us a question: Which load board should I be using? Which load board should I be using? Well, John, there's a bunch of load boards out there. First thing I'm going to tell you, don't use a free load board. Stay away from them. The only exception to that might be 123 load board. I do recommend 123. Load board, 123 load board will allow you as a broker to uh, get a posting account. That's fine. Now, if you want their, want to be able to, you know, do truck searches and stuff like that, I think you got to get a paid account. But, and I could be wrong about that, but uh, when I'm talking about load boards, there are load boards all over the place that will let you access their load board at no charge. More times than not, these type of free load boards are used to gather your information so they can start trying to sell you something. Be honest with you, I've seen factoring companies in the past put up uh, free load boards just so they could acquire your information and start trying to get you to uh, purchase their factoring service or use their factoring service, I should say. Uh, three load boards I recommend, obviously, one, two, three. Matter of fact, our clients that go into the mentorship program, we recommend one, two, three to start simply because, well, you have no business yet. You've not built a customer base. You don't have any loads. So, you know, start out with a low overhead. DAT load board is going to be the one you want to aspire to. Well, they got two versions, I believe. Uh, power is, what, 235 a month? Matter of fact, that's the uh, one we use in training at Tautoa for our clients. 
Uh, they have the uh, DAT Express. I believe it's what one thirty nine a month. Subtle difference between the two. But when it comes to posting a lot of loads on a daily basis, that subtle difference becomes very, very important. The uh, DAT Power allows you to roll over your loads. So let's say you got got 100 loads posted today. End of the day, if you don't roll over those loads, you're going to have to repost all 100 or whatever you've got left tomorrow plus your new loads. What you do with rollover, you, at the end of the day, you click a box, hit rollover, and now it changes everything to tomorrow's date. The DAT Express doesn't allow you to do that. Unless they've changed something on Express since the last time I looked. Now you've got to post it all over again. So subtle, but important. But anyway, start out with the... Uh, well, matter of fact, on our website, uh, you can get DAT Power your first month, your first 30 days for free. But I recommend, I recommend to my clients, you know, uh, you, you want to be posting 30 loads a day where you wake up in the morning, your feet hit the ground, and you know you've got 30 loads to post that day. Now, the reason I recommend that is because if you're posting 30 loads a day, that's 150 a week, that's 600 loads a month. DAT will pay for itself, be it the 235 or the 139. See what I mean? DAT, it's been my experience, will make your phone ring. Now, when you're able to get to that point, uh, that would be your primary load board, your number one load board. Uh, your secondary would be one, two, three load board at that point. But when you get to a, a next level, would be to add truckstop.com. Truckstop.com. It, it, it's, it's a decent load board. It's not DAT by any means. Sometimes they think they are, but they're not. they got a long ways to go. They started out back in the 90s. Matter of fact, uh, $25 a month. And then, uh, I don't know, they went up a few years later to 35 a month, and they stayed at 35 until... Uh, the last couple of years, woke up one day and they were automatically $99 a month. It is what it is. The thing is, why you may be saying, well, why why so many load boards? Why do I have to use three? Why, why not one or whatever? Uh, well, simply put, you don't know what load board a trucking company is using. They may be using one of those, a combination of those. They may be using all three. Depends on the size of the trucking company. A smaller trucking company may be using just one, two, three. Or maybe Internet Truck Stop. So by having all three load boards, you know, at some point in the future, not immediately, when you build up to it, you're going to have a better reach. You're going to have more access to trucks. More trucks are going to see your loads. Make sense? See what I mean? So keep that in mind. Good question. Okay, Sissy. Last question of our Q&A day here. On this Saturday, April 2nd. Do companies use more than one freight broker? Yeah, more, more times than not. Absolutely. Okay. But that's not the point. It don't matter if they use 10. It's what you do with that customer. You know, I get that a lot. 
You know, it could be, well, is it saturated, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, there, yeah there's a broker on every corner just about. But that, that broker on every corner, I would say 75% of them don't do what they should do to be successful. you got to pay attention to the details. you got to work your customer, build that relationship. They use more than one freight broker because it doesn't cost them anything. Now, that's hard to get your head wrapped around. A shipper, a customer that has freight to ship, they can use a freight broker at no charge. Free. Free service. They can set up all the freight brokers they want to. No charge. Because the freight broker is making their money from what the customer is paying to move the load. It's not like they're going in saying, hey, for $1,000 a year, we'll help you get trucks. No. <laughs> it's let us help, help you get trucks for free. Let us worry about how we make our money. You're not going to have to pay us for anything. That's not to say there's not times there's going to be negotiations and things like that, but it starts out the customer's telling you what they're paying. That's the number you have to work with. Okay? But, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's a, you know, when you start working with a customer as a broker, that's your foot in the door. Now that you have your foot in the door, well, you are part of their transportation team, meaning you have access to them whenever you want. And you're not going to be in the way because you're part of their team. That gives you the opportunity to start building that personal relationship that over time will turn into a positive business relationship. It's going to prove to that customer that you can give good customer service. You're going to take care of them. You're going to watch their back. You're paying attention. Details. See what I mean? All right, Susie, I hope that helps you. All right, what else? Well, uh, what am I doing today? I think we're going to take a road trip today. After a while, wife is wanting to go somewhere. Our anniversary is coming up May 2nd. Funny how she scheduled that. Makes it after my birthday. I think she did it so she could remember the anniversary. Well, his birthday's <laughs> 25th. 25 years this woman has put up with me. I have no clue why. <laughs> She's a good woman. Takes care of me. Anyway, let's see. What else we got going on here before we get out of here? All right. I don't know. I saw this, and I thought, well, this is interesting. Never knew it was there. This is an iPhone. I don't want to call it a hack. It's been there. Just never knew it was there. It's an iPhone feature. If you got an iPhone, yeah, Listen up. Uh, Tech Guru has shared a little known iPhone feature that can help calm down the stress for those uh, suffering from tinnitus. I got that. Uh, tinnitus, that's where you get that constant ringing in your ear. My, my, uh, my, mine uh, came from years of being in radio. You go to concerts backstage, no earplugs. Loud. But anyway, I don't know when it started, just I know it's there. Not as sometimes it's not as bad as other times, but it is. It is what it is. But that noise, you know, I've heard like turning on water faucet, and it's true, you know, you turn on the water faucet, it's not there anymore. It is, it's just the sound from the water coming out of the faucet. 
uh, muffles it. You don't you don't hear it because you hear the water. But if you got one of those uh, machines to help you go to sleep, you know, like rain falling or thunderstorms or wind or whatever. Actually, the iPhone's got that thing built into it. Don't know it now. If you want to check it out, uh, you can turn it on whenever you want. Turn on the feature. You have to open up the settings app. Then go to accessibility. Scroll down to audio visual, audio slash visual. Then tap background sounds. There you'll be able to turn on the feature and select what type of sound you would like. Options include ocean, rain, and stream, a brook, you know. And I was skeptical, and I took my iPhone, and I found it. And it was there. Should I do it? Let's see. Let, let's, let's, I, I didn't turn it on, so I don't know if I'm going to be right turning it on. But let's see. Accessibility. All right, then what did it say? Visual, uh, doo -doo -doo -doo, audio visual. Background sounds. Oh. That is, uh, that, can you hear that? That's supposed to be rain. Uh, hold on a minute, let's change that. Let's, oh, ocean. It sounds like rain with a lot more bass and a stream. Ah, uh, stream sounds right. Then we got dark noise, bright noise, balanced noise. All right, it's there. Maybe. Hey, if it works for you, it works for you. You know, I, I listen to podcasts. I put my little earbud in and turn on the podcast. I listen to the Robertsons. Chase Robertson, by the way. You ever, if you, you pay attention to that uh, unashamed uh, podcast thing, I can see it on YouTube. It's downloadable, too. I mean, your favorite podcasting app. But Chase has been... Uh, Filming a new TV show. It's going to be coming out here for too long. They, they they said the name of it the other day. They finally released it, but I don't remember what it was. But, uh, yeah, I'll be looking for that. It's, he's got his uh, metal detector going out finding all kinds of treasure. All right, what else? Anything else we need? Now, this was cool. Uh, this was, I came across this uh, this morning. <coughs> uh Shorthanded school cafeteria manager called into BBC Radio 2 talk show asking for help in her kitchen. And everyone freaked out by what happened. <coughs> All right. Tina Clark had been listening to celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay talk about his latest TV show, Future Food Stars. Tina told the host that she was cooking on her own at Edward Peak Middle School. One of her cooks was... Uh, out sick <coughs> and uh, the alternative staff member the filling cook was unavailable because he tested positive for COVID tongue in cheek she asked Ramsey to come and help her in the kitchen later that day well he couldn't but by golly he sent one of his chefs to help out isn't that cool alright today's impossible question People who make over $75,000 a year typically have four or more of these. What do you think? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> People who make over $75,000 a year typically have four or more of these. What do you think it is? 
watches. Watches. I got one watch. It's a dive watch. I'm a scuba diver. And I used to go through dive watches all the time. <clears throat> and I came across this. What is it? Sanko? Seiko? Anyway, it's uh, one of those that never needs winding. And I've had that thing forever now. And uh, I have no need for three more watches. I guess those people are the high flutin types. They got to watch for work, a watch for Sunday go to meeting, a watch for going out to the club, a watch for going out on a date or whatever. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> it is what it is. Okay, we'll be back Wednesday with another podcast. Uh, we, we're posting new videos up on YouTube every Monday through Friday. Matter of fact, uh, if you missed, I know you're. If you missed the live stream, but you're hearing the audio podcast, you can check out the YouTube video. We have the video of the Q&A that we talked about today if you want to watch it. But anyway, listen, go have a good weekend. It's Saturday morning. Have a good weekend, unless, of course, you've made other plans. We will talk soon.